What the fuck is up? Welcome back. My name is Noah Hills. You can find me on Twitter at Noah More Parties. You can find me on TikTok at Noah More Parties, and you can find all of my written work and rankings for Devi Dynasty and Rookie Drafts, all running back stuff at NoahMoreParties.com. And today's video, uh, last video, I did my top five wide receivers in this year's rookie class. Um, I'm contributing to the BDGE Rookie Draft Guide. I've watched film on a lot of wide receivers. This is my next five. I don't know if it's six through ten. I don't know. But it's five guys that I liked on film. Zay Flowers was not on the first list. He's also not on this list. I have not watched Zay Flowers. I also didn't walk, watch Parker Washington. So if he belongs here, so be it. I don't know anything about him. So uh, this is, other than those two, this is my next five, maybe not best guys, but like most interesting guys, guys that I enjoyed watching, guys that I thought just, just guys, this is five more wide receivers in this rookie class that you should maybe care about. Let's do it. The first guy I would like to talk about, we'll start, we'll say he's 10. This is not a ranking. Don't say this is a ranking, but we'll say this is 10, uh, just for the sake of organization. Uh, at 10, I have Nathaniel Dell, who played for Houston. And what I did in the first video, I will do again in this video where this is taken straight from my notes that I wrote down as I was watching film. So here you go. Nathaniel Dell at Houston. First thing I wrote down, tiny, then quick as fuck, then ridiculously quick, then absolutely cooked a guy on a slant into the end zone against Tulane. Then looks like when 2K streamers mod their players to make them super small, then gets up to speed, blah, 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 blah. Okay. He's tiny. He's super quick. He's very, very small, but like so quick, like relative to the level of competition, he's one of the quickest players I've ever seen. Like he looked against like Tulane and teams like that as quick as somebody like Tavon Austin looked at West Virginia or like Lamar Jackson looks in the NFL. Like Nathaniel Dell compared to the guys he was playing in whatever conference that's in the American conference. He's just as quick compared to those guys like Lamar Jackson is to NFL guys. Super quick, super small, gets up to speed really fast. Killer release package, hard to cover on like double moves downfield. I thought he was a pretty good route runner. Impressive body control and ball tracking on like deep balls, throws to the sideline, throws to the back of the end zone. Um, his catch radius is absolutely tiny because he's so small, but proportional to his catch radius, he's a great like circus acrobatic catch guy. The negatives, he breaks no tackles, like zero tackles. I don't think I saw him break a single tackle. He can get manhandled throughout his route. Press coverage, he can get manhandled. Um, through his stem, he can get manhandled. Through his breaks, he can get manhandled. Downfield, he can get manhandled. Like, on the sideline, he can get manhandled. If DBs get a hand on him, it's it's almost game over because he's so small. And if it's a contested ball, he is not catching it. If there's another guy touching him and going for the ball at the same time, it's not happening for Nathaniel Dell. And because he's got such a small catch radius, there are a lot of balls off-target throws that Dell can't get to that other guys would have a shot. Like, something that's a foot, like, you know, he jumps as high as he can, and it's a foot over his head. That's a completion for DK Metcalf, where Nathaniel Dell, that might be a, a pick on an overthrow, or it's going out of bounds. Or maybe he barely tips it, and it goes up for a pick. Like, he's small, and like, okay, some guys are small, but that has real-life consequences on the field for him in plays like that. So that's essentially it. He's, he's super small, he's super quick, he's pretty fast, great hands, can get manhandled everywhere. Um, at 155 pounds, the smallest wide receiver to put up 12 PPR points per game, which is 
essentially wide receiver two level production in PPR. The smallest guy to do that since 1990 is James Jett, who finished as the wide receiver 26 at 165 pounds on the 1997 Oakland Raiders. So a guy this small has never been productive in fantasy, and a guy 10 pounds heavier than him is the only guy that small who's ever been productive in fantasy in the last, what, 32, 33 years. So Nathaniel Dell is good, but very small, and that means his odds of hitting are also very small. But I like him anyway. He's a fun player. Tutu Atwell gets, you know, meaningful snaps on the Rams. He's not fantasy relevant, really, but, you know, Nathaniel Dell, he could be Tutu Atwell. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about is Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. Easy comps, very convenient lazy comps because these guys both also played at Ole Miss. But Jonathan Mingo is like a guy with A.J. Brown's body had 80% of D.K. Metcalf's skill set. So he he looks like A.J. Brown, he plays like D.K. Metcalf, but he's worse than both of them. Uh, it's pretty much all deep stuff for him. Or like Mickey Mouse routes underneath and at the line of scrimmage, like screens and, you know, short, even deep crossers. But it's like stuff where he doesn't actually have to run a route, he just runs in a direction. But after the catch, he's good, strong explosive, pretty quick and elusive. Uh, he breaks tackles. He's got stupid speed. There was a play against Vanderbilt where deep ball, like a like a post, but like, like a 50-yard ball, where he, at the time the quarterback released the ball, Mingo was like two strides, like a good like two or three yards behind this defensive back, looked like it was going to be a pick. And within the span of time that it took the ball to travel in the air to where Mingo was, he had made up the two or three yards between him and the defensive back and added another two or three yards to pass him and catch the ball all while the ball was in the air. Like, he just has ridiculous closing speed in situations like that. But other than, like, deep balls and, like, really simple underneath stuff, he's never open on anything else, like, ever. He's never open. It's, it's like he has no idea what he's doing as a route runner. There was one play against LSU where he approaches the defensive back to, to break one way or the other, and it ends up being a slant, but he like shakes and then just like stabs a leg out in front of him like a like a kickstand and just like pegged himself to the ground. And like it looked it looked like he could have like hyperextended something. He didn't get hurt on the play, but it looked like it was super awkward like that. Like he just has no plan, very little technique as a route runner. He just can't get open unless it's just running by somebody deep or catching a screen pass. He did line up as like a tight end H-back type thing to block on the interior relatively often at Ole Miss, which is kind of cool. Don't see a lot of wide receivers do that, so maybe that's some value that he adds to an NFL team. He was blocking like defensive ends and linebackers on the interior in the running game, so he's willing and able to like mix it up inside. But for a, like a big speed receiver, you think there's like a lot of work on the boundary, um, you know, catching outbreaking routes on the sideline. Didn't see a lot of that in his film really at all. Like I said, he's kind of like DK Metcalf, but smaller, less freaky after the catch. Not as good in, like, contested situations. He's sort of like Dante Moncrief, I guess, if you remember him from a few years ago. He's, Jonathan Mingo is basically like a creator player with, you have, like, a limited amount of skill points to distribute in all his attributes. So you just, like, max out speed, max out vertical leap, max out... If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 
91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Out, you know, whatever, quickness. And then there's like no skill points left over for actual skills. Uh, so that's Jonathan Mingo. He's big, he's fast, jumps high, he's not good at anything else. Okay, uh, the third guy I want to talk about is Xavier Hutchinson, who I really liked on film. He went to Iowa State. He's got good size. I don't know. I don't remember how big he is. Maybe like 6'2". Doesn't really matter. He's big. He's got good size and got a thick build. He's not like one of these tall, skinny, AJ Green type guys. He looks like if you took Christian Kirk and like made him 20% bigger. (laughs) He played in the slot a lot, which is kind of interesting for like a a guy that big. And he wasn't like a super crisp route runner. He doesn't look like Jerry Judy out there or anything, but he was always open somehow. He's got a wide catch radius. Kind of, I mean, Iowa State, he's kind of built like, he's not as skinny as Hakeem Butler, but the way that he's able to like catch off-target throws and jump and catch, you know, balls in contested situations, very Hakeem Butler-like with him wearing that Iowa State jersey. He's got strong hands through contact. He's coordinated on the sideline, like unlike Mingo, he did a lot of work on the boundary despite lining up in the slot a lot, so there's evidence that he can you know, show the sort of like body control and coordination needed to make those catches in the NFL. He's also got like impressive, just circus catch, contested catch ability in general. This might be his best trait. Like he's nice athleticism, good body control, good hands, lots of circus catches on the, like he almost too much. Like he dives for everything. He wants to be Brandon Lloyd so bad. He jumps for balls he doesn't need to jump for. He jumps late and or like slightly away from where he needs to jump in order to make like catches look cooler, I guess. Like that's what it looks like on film. Like he's just waiting for a ball that he can jump at the last second to go up and grab it so it looks cooler that he's like reaching up instead of catching it at his chest. Just like dumb stuff, diving for passes that he could have caught while running. It's just silly stuff where I feel like that could get coached out of him, but it's a weird tendency he has. I thought he was kind of like a broke man's Drake London. Lots of like superfluous stuff in his game, but not a lot of holes in his game, I thought. So I really liked Xavier Hutchinson on film. The next guy I want to talk about is A.T. Perry for Wake Forest, who might have been my favorite guy in this entire class outside of like the big names, like outside of Addison, Johnston, JSN, uh, I really like Downs, all the guys I named in the other video, Butte. Outside of those guys, like A.T. Perry looked sick to me on film. He's quick and nimble for his size. I don't remember how big he is, but he's like at least six feet tall. He's got to be like 6'2", 6'3", probably. And one of the best route runners that I saw in this class. He's got a nice release package, creates a lot of separation by like stacking defensive backs on deep routes. He's always open downfield. Again, he's not he's not one of these guys that's like Jerry Judy or Jordan Addison or Calvin Ridley. Like he's not going to like give you these flamboyant 
dead legs and stuff, but he's just always open. He doesn't drop passes. He's kind of a long strider with decent long speed, but he drops his weight well. Great ball tracker. Good at like positioning himself um, or like making adjustments downfield, sliding inside a defensive back to get leverage on a ball or kind of like leaning away to get a defensive back moving that direction so he can come back this way um, to actually catch the ball. He's just really good at those like subtle things at the at the catch point a lot of the time that help him get separation and make tough catches downfield. He's kind of the same style of player as like Josh Gordon without the freaky like after the catch stuff that Josh Gordon had. But before the catch, A.T. Perry looked a lot like Josh Gordon to me. I don't think he's like I'm not predicting 1600 yard seasons in the NFL for A.T. Perry, but maybe like a post suspension Josh Gordon comp for A.T. Perry. Uh, and then the last guy I want to talk about is Jalen Hyatt, who I don't actually want to talk about, but he's one of the guys who's like a borderline top five receiver in this class. So, and, and I don't, I don't hate that take. I, I agree with it, but he's just watching the Jalen Hyatt tape was completely soulless, soul-sucking, joyless experience. Like I, I don't watch a ton of college football during the season, but I knew that this guy won the Bulletnikoff, scored like five touchdowns against Alabama, is getting Will Fuller comps, who Will Fuller is one of the like sickest players, in my, in my opinion, in recent NFL history. Like he's, he's such a cool player. Fast, contested catches, him and Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins in Houston was just like a basketball team. Jalen Hyatt's getting those comps. Sounds like a player that I would have a lot of fun watching on film. Wrong. Awful. I don't, I don't want to say that he's lazy, I know that Tennessee runs like a gimmicky offense where it's just like deep balls and screens, but anytime it wasn't one of those situations for Jalen Hyatt, like where he wasn't part of the main design of the play, he wasn't any running a route that looked like an early read, he was just going half speed all the time, which, you know, whatever, if that's the Mickey Mouse offense you're running, then so be it. But like, hopefully that's not an actual effort issue because if he's the third read on a play or if the fourth read on a play in the NFL and he's just jogging through his route on a play where he otherwise could have gotten a reception, he's losing you fantasy points. And it's just, it just wasn't fun to watch. It was either he blew by somebody deep to catch a deep ball, he caught a screen and like got four yards, or he was walking through the game. Like he's... Not a fun player to watch, but he is very quick. He explodes out of his breaks. I think he relies more on his quickness than on like technique or any sort of good plan to win, you know, in and out of his breaks. And he's inconsistent there as a result of that lack of like technique. He's not bad at it. He's just inconsistent. He's quick and explosive. So he can be good in and out of his breaks downfield. His, his best trait is his strong, other than his speed, he's really fast. But his best trait and the thing that makes his speed valuable is that he has really good hands, like strong hands through contact, good in contested catch situations, good even like over the middle um, where somebody's going to hit him or there's like a, a DB like kind of hanging on him, really good hands. So he's not one of these like Kenny Stills guys or Marquez Valdez-Scantling guys who are going to get by people deep and drop half of them. Jalen Hyatt has nice hands, which is going to make him valuable to an NFL team. His, and his speed is just effortless. Like he just moves way faster than everybody else. It doesn't look like he's moving that fast, but he like is running by people and he's got an explosive like extra gear that he can shift into to separate late, to catch like overthrown balls downfield. Just really nice speed. I would imagine he'll run faster than like four, three, five. He didn't face a lot of like press coverage from what I saw. They put him in, in motion frequently before the snap to get him like a, a running, a running start. 
Um, so he gets going sideways, runs like full speed across the field. They snap the ball, and then he goes up the sideline. Like he's already he's already moving at full speed before the snap. But yeah, that's that's what I got about Jalen Hyatt. I think he'll be a valuable NFL player because he's very fast and he catches the ball well. Um, I'm not sure what else he does great. He'll probably be a relatively inconsistent option in fantasy. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't have any fun watching his film. Uh, but there it is. That's five other guys. Jalen Hyatt, A.T. Perry, Xavier Hutchinson, Jonathan Mingo, Nathaniel Dell. My next video will surely be about running backs. So thanks for watching. Uh, see you on Wednesday. Have a great weekend. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.